Hey, Nikki Booker here, and welcome to Find Your Soul, Find Your Soulmate podcast. My podcast is about love, loving yourself first before you can expect to go out and love another human being, and some dating strategy involved in that. So this week's episode is called The Most Common Dating Mistake. So why don't we just learn already? Why are we as humans so determined to repeat these same stupid habits? It drives me nuts. We all do it. We break up with someone and then we turn around and date someone exactly the same. Some of us date someone worse than our ex. The very first relationship I got into after my divorce was horrible. I dated someone not only just like my ex, but about a 2000% magnified version of him. Seriously, did I really just go through a long separation and divorce only to jump right back into another equally, if not more, miserable relationship? Whoops. <laughs> we finally get out of a bad relationship and we feel free, and then all of a sudden we find ourselves right back in the same boat. We make the same unhealthy choices we made when we entered into our previous relationship, and it's almost as if we need a reminder of why we went through hell in the first place and got out of an unhealthy relationship. Have you found yourself in this situation? Have you found yourself in yet another unimpressive and unhealthy relationship? Just when you're all excited about the second chance, it's like the light bulb goes off and you think, oh crap, what have I gotten myself into? I'm in yet another crappy relationship. So you find yourself back in the same situation and you wonder, how the heck did this happen? How did I allow myself to get into another relationship with a person just like the one that I left or the one that left me even? Did I really just get dumped again? What am I doing wrong? What's the deal? Listen, <clears throat> we're creatures of habit. It's so difficult to break bad habits, but it's not impossible. We basically pick the same type of person our entire lives. Sure, they may have a different hair color or body type, but you will notice if you go back and look that you generally choose the same character traits. We generally go for a type and not just a physical type. We all have a character type as well. We pick someone with the same personality traits, bad habits, good habits, discipline level, happiness level, you name it. And if you're anything like I was as a young adult, you may simply just have a bad picker. I had a horrible picker. I was so naive. You know, I was brought up to be a good person, right? And I had no idea how brutal some people could be. I wasn't able to foresee anyone doing bad things to me because I was incapable of doing awful things myself. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't perfect. I wasn't an angel, but you know, I also dated men I thought I could fix. It was so stupid. I had a lot to learn over the years about what a partner should be. I really had no idea how to pick a partner at all. I kind of just dated whoever seemed to come into the picture, and I didn't realize at the time that I needed to completely reevaluate the kind of person that I should be with. The real question is, how do you stop the insanity? And you know this, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. 
And this most definitely applies to relationships. This most definitely applies to the type of person that you continue to date. So how do you break the cycle? We often gravitate to the same type of person because it feels familiar. It feels familiar, so it feels safe, even if it's not. We get excited and we tend to jump right in. We jump right back in with the same type of person that we shouldn't. It really is a vicious cycle. So again, how do you stop the cycle? Well, sit down, get a pen and paper, and start writing. You knew this was coming. Seriously, go get one now. If you're recently divorced or ended a long-term relationship, think about the person that you were with. I know. It's probably the last person you want to think about, but just sit down, think about this person, and write about what attracted you to this person. What did you like the most about this person? And I know you're probably hating on this person right now, but think about to when you were first dating, when you first started becoming involved with this person, and think about what you liked about this person. What were their good qualities? Okay, after you do that, on the next page, you're going to write about what made you feel unhappy. Now, this should be the easy part, right? What did they do that brought you pain or that hurt you somehow? Now, look at your first list, the good list. What is this list comprised of? And I know it's difficult if you're hitting on the person right now again, but just try. What are the qualities? Are they physical traits? Most importantly, are they true? Or did they turn out to be true, rather? You see, sometimes what we think someone is all about turns out to be false. Sometimes if you've been with someone for a very long time, they simply change. For an, you know, an example, were you with someone because they had a child and so you thought that this would be a good family person? Did that initially attract you to this person? Did it turn out to be true? Are all the qualities physical? Are they personality traits or are they physical traits? If you have a lot of physical traits, then knock it off. Just stop. Stop dating people because of how they look. That's dumb. I know most of you know this, but some don't. You don't fall in love with someone's ass. I mean, you might, but you're you're not going to have a relationship with their ass. So cross off the stuff that isn't helpful or true, okay? Or, hey, maybe you love that person's eyes. Okay, who cares? Cross it off the list. Totally irrelevant. So... In the example we used before about this person having a child and you thinking, oh, they're going to be a family man. You know, they have a child. They're going to be responsible. Well, did that turn out to be true? Was this man responsible? Was, did he turn out to be a family man? Was he emotionally available for his child or for you? What type of relationship did he actually have with his child as you got to know him better? So did you notice that you fell in love with your perception of who you wanted that person to be. Listen, a lot of us do this. We make assumptions based on circumstances. You know, again, for example, he's older, he has a child, therefore he must be mature. Nope, that's not a given. (laughs) Maybe he has a house and a nice car, so he's got his shit together, right? Oh, wait, maybe he drinks too much and he can't handle the stress involved with the bills of having that nice car and that nice house. Maybe it's all about the perception on the outside appearance, but inside there's some serious dysfunction. There's some serious issues. 
I think you get the idea. So I ask you again, did you fall in love with your tr- with the truth or your version of the truth? A lot of us fall in love with the perception of who someone is or who we want them to be. And then we're shocked when eventually it falls apart. All of the little falsities we based our relationship on start to crumble one by one. There's simply too much evidence to the contrary to keep up this false reality. I used to do this. So that is what happens when you don't truly know yourself. When you don't truly know yourself, you don't truly know how to know someone else. You've created a false sense of reality about yourself, so you can't possibly have a realistic view of your partner. You create perceptions based on circumstances. You create a version of someone in your head, and that's who they are. Or is it? Well, we find out sooner or later, don't we? Okay, now look at the the second list of qualities, the bad qualities. I bet those aren't physical traits, by the way. And if they are, stop that too. Again, dumb, stop. For most of us, it isn't about how someone looks, but more about how those bad qualities made us feel, right? What did that person do to you that was unacceptable to you going forward? What did that look like? What did that feel like? Write it down. Pay special attention to how that made you feel because that is a reference point for your gut later on. Write down what actions they took that made you feel bad. Is there anything that you could have done better? I'm sure there is. Nobody's perfect, right? Is there anything that you could have done to make some of the bad stuff better or simply go away? Or worse, did you contribute to the bad stuff? Maybe the answer is no. Maybe the answer is yes. And maybe just maybe it's a little bit of both. Again, the point is nobody's perfect and we're all a little crazy. And I like to say, you've just got to find you're kind of crazy. Nobody's perfect, but there is someone out there that is perfect for you. There's even someone out there who shares some of your weird idiosyncrasies or your crazy stuff rather. So why did you write all of this down? Why did I ask you to sit and think about all of this? Because you need to figure out what doesn't work for you anymore. If you don't sit down and write it out, it just fumbles around in your head and it doesn't really form a structure of thoughts. When you write it down, it becomes more real. When you write it down, it simply becomes clearer. When you write it down, you have a list and you can refer back to it when you begin to date someone new again. When you write it down and you pay attention to how you felt when you experienced the bad behavior, This helps to establish a reference point for your gut. When you pay attention to how it made you feel, your gut will scream at you when it experiences that feeling again. Pay attention to your gut. And more importantly, follow your gut. Don't ignore it. Do not be afraid to listen to your gut. Your gut is your best friend. It's our brains sometimes that are tricky. We try and rationalize poor behavior which only works for a little while. Eventually your gut will take over whether you want it to or not. That bad gut feeling turns into unhappiness, depression even, and you can't, you can't ignore it. You can only ignore it for so long. It will eventually take over. 
When you write down the bad stuff and how that looks and feels, it will stand out more if the new person you're seeing begins to do the same stuff. It will be easier to identify the poor behaviors. You'll be able to more quickly identify when you are headed down the same unhealthy path. And as soon as you begin to get that bad feeling in your gut, listen to it, go back, review your list. Are you seeing some of the same patterns? If yes, then get out and break the cycle. Maybe you think you're in too deep. Maybe you just think you're way too deep into the relationship. You've made promises. You've made commitments. You haven't acted on them yet necessarily, but listen, let me tell you something. You're never in too deep unless you're married and have children. That's a little bit trickier and that's different, but If you've been married more than once and you're back in the same boat, then you need to slow down, slow down, refer to your list, make your list, please get out before it really is too late. You know, everyone deserves a second chance. I say this all the time, but if you don't make the effort to create changes in your life and better yourself, then you're completely wasting your second chance. What's the point? And if you don't do it, it's nobody's fault but your own. You are responsible for your own happiness. That means if someone is treating you badly and you stay, it's your fault that you're unhappy. I know that sounds harsh. I'm not saying what they're doing is okay. But if you allow treatment from someone and it's bad treatment and you stay and you're unhappy, then it's your fault that you're unhappy. It's not the other person's. Unless, of course, you know. They've got you chained in the basement or something, then yeah, I'll give you a break. But listen, don't be a creature of habit. Don't sit around and wait for some amazing person to float into your life. Live consciously, live deliberately. The only way you will find your dream guy or girl is to put in the work like everyone else. Don't date someone just because you have a hard time meeting people and, hey, this person will do. Be proactive. Make changes in your life. Again, live consciously. Get a life and start making changes in your life. Nobody's going to do it for you. If you don't do it, it won't happen. Don't settle for less than you deserve. Do you think maybe you need to work on yourself first in order to deserve someone better? Hey, that happened to me. Man, it was a wake-up call for me after my divorce and the types of men that I was attracting, it was just sad. I'm like, really? This is this is what I'm attracting. And then the guys that I really liked, they weren't attracted to me and it sucked. And you know what? That told me that I had some work to do on myself. I had some work to do on myself. So you know what I did? I got out a pen and paper and I made my list. I made my list. I forgave myself for not already accomplishing those things and being better, but I gave myself credit for acknowledging my areas that I was weak and for working on them. And I gave myself the time and I was patient with myself and I forged ahead and I worked on those things on my list. And you know what? It worked. It worked. I know you can do it. Listen, if I did it, I know you can do it too. Make sure you've done the work on yourself first. And then go find someone who brings additional happiness and fulfillment into your life. What are you waiting for? Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Um, If you like what you heard, please leave a review. Please subscribe. I release a new podcast episode once a week. And 
Hey, thanks for joining me. You can catch me at NikkiBooker.com. I offer private coaching if that's something you're interested in. I give help with dating advice. I help if maybe you're just stuck in a bad place and you need a pep talk, maybe you have some goals, you need a little help. I'm here. Thanks again.